you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of The Tech Box. I'm James Honeyball and I'm joined by David Rich. Hi Dave, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm okay, James. Actually, I've been a little bit under the weather, but nothing, uh, nothing too terribly bad. Just slept a bit longer than I normally do, but uh, I'm okay. Oh, no. I suppose it's Christmas soon. Hey, ho ho ho! Yeah, ho ho ho! Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. We had our Christmas party, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, I think that's the only time I'm going to be uh, wearing a Christmas hat. Unfortunately, no, I'll probably, I'll probably get one on on Christmas Day, but. I take it there is no uh, annual Zoom meet on the Friday then, with well, it being Christmas Day itself. I, obviously, there should be, shouldn't there? Because, you know, traditions should be preserved in such a time. But, uh, yeah, I think everyone uh, will be going their own way uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, although not very far, I suspect, because I suspect most of us are um, in the new top tier of uh, COVID protection. Rocking tier four, as always. Yeah, are you a tier fourer? I'm a tier fourer. Well, I had no, I had no plans anyway, so it's it's not really changed no. my life. Nothing, nothing changed really. To be honest, I only ever go to supermarkets or work. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no change. No matter how high they crank these restrictions, it still aligns pretty closely with what I normally do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone can exercise outside, which is fine. Yeah, and uh, super, supermarkets stay open. So yeah. I mean, I have to say, I normally, probably most, probably most of the time for the last couple of years, I've got all of my exercise just through running. Mm. And I had started venturing back to the gym. And obviously that it will now be stopped. But uh, apart from that one wrinkle, um, yes, uh, life goes on as normal for me. Um, I think it's probably similar to you in as much as uh, I'm not getting much uh, out of the house at the moment anyway. So... You know, not being able to go to the shops. Well, you know, I've, I had a haircut last week, so I should be okay for a little bit. Same, same haircut sorted here. And uh, that that brings me, I can do my annual, I say annual, but it's a new pitch for the Apple Fitness Plus, can't, can't I? Ah, uh, yes. You see, it's uh, launched this week with uh, iOS, what are we, what are we on, 14.3? Uh, and the new Apple TV software version, uh, I really like it. I think Gav's in and on board with this as well. Um, but it's pretty good, pretty good. Um, very accessible, I think. And I, I, like I said to you and Richard, I think everyone should at least try it because I think there's yeah. something in there for everyone. Definitely, it's uh, it's good. It's good. I think you probably explained this to me before, but just talk me through again what I can expect if I subscribe to it. So, um. I have the fitness app running in the background and I'll occasionally check that I've closed my three rings. But generally, I don't go into the fitness app and look at all of the different stats and everything. So what am I getting with the Fitness Plus subscription? So the Fitness Plus subscription is effectively... Have you ever seen the Peloton? Is it Peloton or... Peloton, yeah. That Peloton, that's one. I get it right. Um you go into the Fitness Plus app and you can pick your workout type. So they have workouts for treadmill, rowing. Um, they've got the high-intensity workouts. They've got core workouts, strength workouts. I think they're adding the cross-trainer workouts as well. So they, they're they very much lots of different workouts. And um, they're in durations of 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or 30 minutes. 
and you can choose via genre of music. So there's R&B, latest music, dance music. So you effectively pick what you want. So say like a high intensity workout for 20 minutes listening to the latest music. So it pulls uh, the, the soundtrack from Apple Music. So you've got music all the way behind. Do you need Apple Music? I don't think you do. No, you don't. Okay. Um, you have three instructors on the screen. So I do it on the Apple TV. Three instructors on the, t- on the screen. You have the main, main person in front of you and then two set back to either one of their sides. Your main person sort of does all the workout how they recommend, well, not how they recommend it should be done, but let's say you're 100% abled, um, you're quite fit. They do the workout properly. Then you've got someone sort of doing it again slightly in between so if you were to do a full press up maybe they only do half a press up okay Okay, yeah and then you've got the third one who's more accessible so let's say you have an underlying disability or your mobility is poor they will sort of again do a very basic version of it so press up against the wall or something yeah and they will take you through a sort of a circuit so the 20 minute one there might be four there'll be three blocks of four exercises again each of those four exercises ramps up uh, in intensity and then each set get you go through quicker and, and harder and a lot the good thing I find about them a lot of the workouts the high intensity workouts the strength workouts you can just do with a set of dumbbells and a mat and a limited amount of floor space so you don't need a great um, investment in the kit if that makes sense can you do um, it in front of a, I mean I have got an Apple TV but I don't have any space in front of my TV can you do it just in front of an iPad or something so you can do it in front of the iPad, you can do it in front of the iPhone and in front of the Apple TV. With the Apple TV, um, so with all of the devices, it pulls from your watch. So it pulls your uh, current heart rate, your amount of calorie burn on there and your rings as well to show you that they're being closed. And on the high intensity ones, it compares your burn rate of calories versus the other people who have done it. So you have sort of this burn meter to okay. say where you're, you are within that sort of uh, demographic um the apple tv you need the watch but with the iphone and the ipad version you can choose to do it without the watch so you don't get those metrics on the screen but you can participate in the workout anyway and it all goes towards the count towards your rings and the music is playing in the background and you've got um you've got your instructors there so for me i i go in front of my television i move my sofa out the way push it forward i give myself a nice sort of three meter by three meter area i've got my beats pro headphones on um and you hit play on the watch and they and that's it it's on the television in front of you you have these three people instructing you how to do them after your first set you sort of know what the moves are and how to do them and then you're you're sort of being egged on by them and your heart rate and your stats and all that sort of stuff and uh yeah it's it's pretty good i'm uh i'm I'm quite impressed it sounds pretty good i mean you're actually into fitness more than me and probably more than most so you will go and do a a proper workout at the gym you might even do some um you know, what do they call it? Circuit training or whatever. So would you say that this is as good as what you would get at a gym in terms of, you know, when I finished work, if I finished doing a workout at the gym, I generally feel like I've given a reasonable amount, but if I'm doing anything at home, I feel, you know, like if I, back in the day, I used to do the Wii Fit and obviously I'd never Mm. feel anywhere near as exercised as, as a proper gym session. But does this um, try and get you closer to that? 
yeah, for me, like like you said, I, I do circuit, so I have that instructor-led circuit. So I, I've, I am, I've got that as a direct comparison. And for me, I, I would say it is as good. I did a high a hit training one, the high intensity workout, and my heart rate was through the roof. And I do a lot of marathons, don't I? The ultra marathons, yeah, yeah. and I can run for hours and just keep my heart rate at 130 beats per minute. And this hit rate was taking me up right into the 150, 160, and actually it felt like a proper workout. And and I did that because a I could see my heart rate going up as I progressed through the circuits with their intensity. But also because the guy was coaching me through it, just as if I was doing a normal circuit, again, with the instructor coaching me through it. So, yeah. And, and as I've said to a lot of people, that, um, it's, it's those, it's those accessible. It's, it's the fact that there's three people there. If you're, you're just a beginner or you've got mobility issues, you follow maybe num- person number three who's doing yeah. the cut, cut down version or you follow number two and you, you work your way up. Um, yeah. To to getting there, so it is good. I, I I would say to anyone, you've got the free trial. Those that have bought the Apple Watch, uh, the, the latest generation one, or an Apple Watch Series three and above in the last uh, few months, you will get three months, or if not, you get a month's trial. So you've got nothing to lose. And yeah, as I said to the wife, don't see it as a I must do this just to lose weight. This is just to lose weight. It's not. Do it for the enjoyment of it because it is fun. And it's also healthy as well. You know, everything else is a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I think um, I think I will give it a go. I've got, uh, I don't think I've got, I think I've got some dumbbells in the garage, but I think I've got a um, a problem where one of the dumbbells has lost the little screw that goes on the end. So it's not going to be particularly effective. So you you only need, really need one dumbbell. So from the ones I've done at the moment, the thing you're only ever doing one side at a time. They don't have okay. you do both sides. So one dumbbell would be perfectly fine. Ah, okay. Because they'll switch it. So my excuse of not having two dumbbells is null and void. Yeah, I would say basic kit-wise, get yourself a set of dumbbells and you're away. I've got a treadmill and I've got a cross-trainer as well. Um, they haven't released the cross-training ones yet. Those are to come, but they did advertise it at the launch that they would have those. Uh, they've got rowing machines, as I said, treadmill. I think, I can't remember, uh, cycle. So if you've got an exercise bike... They've got that. Yeah, I mean, those are those are luxury workouts, aren't they? Because not very many people at all are going to have an exercise bike or a a treadmill or a cross trainer or something. They might have the odd one, but it's, that's going to be rare. I think they they're surely going to be relying on most people just having um, a small space in front of their TV yeah. or to the side where they can just do um, some of the movements. Yeah, the hit ones, the core ones, and the strength ones brilliant you need no kit you, you can they with the strength ones and hit ones they recommend having a dumbbell but again part of the accessibility of it is if you some of them don't use the dumbbells for it mm. you can do the moves without the dumbbells you, it's just adding to it um so no give it a go give it a try there's my apple fitness plus sales pitch although there was uh issues with people getting their three months free trials um those are bought your what the watch certainly yeah i've not got the latest watch so i'm only being offered one month, the month but i yeah. think that would be enough for me to uh know whether i wanted to do it or not i think yeah i i i got the new watch but i wasn't being offered the three months it it subsequently turned out that you might need to unpay your watch and then repair it because it's seeing you as buying a new a watch if that makes sense and they gives right. you the offer but okay. i did what 
uh, what Gav did and a couple of other people did. And if you just contact them on Apple support on the chat, they actually give you four months free. Uh, so win-win. Yeah. I didn't have to unpair anything. So Okay, that's... Uh... That's pretty good. Top yeah. tip. Get them on the chat. They'll give you the four months for something. Strange reason. I think it's because they give you three months, but then you also get the month for the free trial that you would have got anyway, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you mentioned that you've got your your Beats earphones on, your Power Beats. Yeah. Now, I can't remember where we got to uh, last time we chatted in terms of the status of this, but w- what's the current status? So they were away for service. Uh, they were away. F- I went to the Apple Genius Bar. The Genius looked over them, said, "Yeah, that's not right. I can't see any visible damage, etc., etc." And he sent them off. He sent them off, telling me, "Yeah, I'll send them off. They'll get replaced, and they'll get send you a new pair back to your house." Brilliant. So a couple of days later, I got the email from the Apple Repair, and literally, so it's not been the most positive story. The 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 email, so you click through to go to the case, and the repair case just had pictures, no text, no free text or anything telling me what was wrong, although the pictures did show what was wrong, that the actual charging pins were corroded, which I believe I, I mentioned several times, the person in the genus I spoke on here, didn't I? I said that I was having to consistently clean them off and put them yeah. in, and I think what has happened is the pogo pin has come away. Uh, for something that's advertised as waterproof, that isn't really ideal. So that was the problem I went in with. So when they took pictures of it and they said, this isn't covered under warranty, it literally, it said, you need to pay. Uh, they took a picture and you need to pay. That was the only other option. Um, and I've got Apple Care Plus on them because I buy that on most things now. So it would have been £25, one, one fee. So I spoke to Apple Support and and had a bit of a dialogue with them. And they seem to say that regardless of the fact that what the genius in the Apple store said, it's down to the people who look at them. And the upshot is they won't, regardless of whether that's the cause of the issue or not, they won't replace them. So let's say you take your iPhone in with an earphone that's broken. Yeah, that's, you can't hear anything out of the earphone, but yeah. it's got a cracked screen. They won't even look at the earphone until you've paid for a repair on the screen. Um, really? Yeah, that's the way it works. So they wouldn't even look bother looking at that because until they've got a whole unit that's effectively, whether that's the issue or not, they wouldn't look at it. But for me, that was the issue. So anyway, I spent a bit of time arguing the fact that this is the issue and this is the reason why it's gone in. Anyway, in the end, I thought to myself, I thought it's £25. I'll pay the £25. I'll get them back. And then I'll argue the case to get the £25 back. Because A, that's the issue that it went in for because they shouldn't be water damaged because they're marketed as sweat and water resistant. So that's the whole design. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive. I, I don't know. But I thought that the design won't lend itself to corrosion on the charging pads because that's how they're designed. Anyway, they, they, the upshot is uh, they got lost for about a week. Um <laughs> Uh, UPS are terrible. They were coming literally every day. I'd get a new text showing, telling me that they're, they're on their way, but they'd never actually leave the depot. You'd speak to the depot. They said they'd not seen hide no hair of them. Anyway, I think it was four or five days, and I just totally ignored it because I thought, well, if they go missing, Apple or where, they'll just send me a new pair. Yeah. Um, anyway, they just tipped up one morning on the doorstep. They were there. Uh, and it looks like they've replaced the headphones but they haven't replaced the charging case. And my issue, my issue, it wasn't just one, 
one earphone, but they took a picture of one earphone. So does that mean you did something to the right earphone as well? Or the ch- Do you know what I mean? There was no explanation of what has actually been done when they were coming back. So while they took the picture of the pins being corroded on the left ear- earphone, I was getting issues with the right as well, but they put nothing about the right. Anyway, when it's come all out in the wash, it looks like I've still got the same charging case, but two different headphones. Um, so they must have replaced the right. And obviously they've replaced the left as well. So now whenever I go out in them, I take them off and I dry them, even if they're not wet, <laughs> before I put them back in the case. Because the last thing I wanted to have to do is pay another £25 for a pair of £230 headphones just because I've gone out for a run in them when they're water and sweat resistant. Annoying, isn't it? That, that just adds a little bit of extra barrier to ease of use by having to do that step. Yeah, so it's it's been one of the times when... I've not been happy with Apple's support because I, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't explain. But that's the reason I sent them to them. And they said, yeah, that's fine. They shouldn't be doing that. But when I handed them to the guy, there was no corrosion on the pins because he inspected them and he put no sign of water damage, no damage. But apparently that doesn't matter. The other option, the only other thing that they would have done is said, well, if you're in dispute with with our diagnosis, we'll send them back to the store the store can look over them again and then possibly send them back off, which just adds more time, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> really? So hence why I just clicked on the online form and hit pay £25 just to get them back and then argue it. And I haven't got the fight in me to argue it, to be perfectly honest. I've got no. a pair of headphones that are working and I'll just do my extra maintenance for them. It'd be very interesting to see what would have happened if you weren't covered by Apple Care Plus, because I would expect that they should have done exactly the same. Yeah, and yet in theory, what you'd be, what you're telling me, in theory, they'd be trying to charge you the entire cost of the headphones to replace them. Well, I think didn't we? I don't know whether I said, but I certainly posted a picture. Each headphone is 183 pounds just for headphones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? They charged me more than the cost of a new set, or just denied? They'd have probably just denied the warranty. So, which brings me back after discussing with the Apple support. So, let's say your microphone or your headphone had broken on the iPhone, but you had a screen that was cracked. Even though it's not anything to do with the issue, they wouldn't look at that issue until you'd replace the screen. I think that I think that I would accept that if the screen was hanging off and you know mm. glass was flying everywhere. I think that that's reasonable. If it's just one of those hairline cracks in the screen that's you know only visible under light, I would be a bit annoyed if they said that that was gonna you know i had to get that repaired by apple for vast amounts of money before they'd um look at an unrelated issue inside the phone that would annoy me definitely that's what the support advisor when i said to him about the fact that this is you know that is the reason i sent them to you and he said well they can't test anything else until they've addressed the damage that's on them yeah and that that's what you he said rightly or wrongly that's what you're effectively paying 25 pound for which is the damage to those pins regard but my argument is those damage to the pins are caused not by me um anyway i, I haven't got the fight in me james to be perfectly honest well at least you've got uh a new pair now and okay you're down 25 quid but that's not the end of the world is it no and you get two uh you get two instances per year now so it's not oh, right. like okay. that's yeah. So it's two per year where you can. So so when they fail again in two months' time, I can pay another twenty five pound, and then I can do it twice more next year. Yeah, I, you know it's not it's not great, but um, you know it is what it is. You know, you, uh, I think 
that Apple Care Plus is going to see you okay, even if you do have to do that a few times. Yeah, and and that's why I buy it on any equipment now, um, just simply because I haven't got the fight in me. So I never generally get Apple Care Plus. Um, I don't know whether we call it Apple Care or Apple Care Plus. I think does it just not change slightly from device to device, or is it always called Apple Care Plus? No, so it's always called Apple Care Plus because it includes the insurance prem- uh, the insurance policy. It used to be Apple Care where you just extended the warranty for three years. Not many people know this, but they haven't actually cancelled Apple Care. So let's say you have a MacBook Pro. You can buy Apple Care Plus in the first 60 days, and that will cover you for your screen breakages and all that sort of stuff. You can still buy Apple Care up until the end of the first year and then extend it for another two years. That won't cover any of your accidental damages or breakages. Uh, but not, but they, they've taken, they don't advertise it anymore, but they haven't discontinued the product. It, I, I was speaking to someone about it and they could discontinue that at any point, which is why they don't advertise it, but you could still can do it. So if you've got a MacBook Pro and you, and you're three months in and you can't get the Apple Care Plus anymore, you can still ring up over the phone and purchase Apple Care, which is the extended ah. to, um, extends it to three years of warranty but you just don't get the insurance okay it's slightly cheaper i believe okay that's um that's good to know i I thought there was a difference between apple care and apple care plus so yeah okay that's useful um i had uh, a pair of headphones die on me uh recently so airpods max no (laughs) uh no no i think it's safe to say that uh i won't be having airpods max die on me because i cannot see myself uh, getting a pair so before i talk about what i was going to say then um what are your initial thoughts i mean i mine are just that i'm sure that they sound very nice um i'm sure they're great they look a bit sort of clunky and heavy but really i think the reason that i won't be getting them is uh they're just a little bit too expensive for a pair of headphones uh, for my liking um you know i you know paid a couple couple hundred few hundred quid maybe for the um sony noise cancelling headphones which are absolutely great and i don't regret investing in those because i think they're um a, a fine pair of headphones but um yeah this you know 550 quid for the uh airpod max just seems a little bit too much for me how, how about for you yeah too, way too expensive me me and you both sent back the airpods pro didn't we if i remember rightly because of yeah. the in-ear stuff so yeah i've made do with the airpods and then you've got um so i don't get the noise cancelling and stuff but these airpods are perfectly fine for me i mean they're not cheap are they what are they 159 pound they're still not cheap yeah Yeah. um and i quibble at that because i don't really i don't know i'm not i'm not in it for the for the quality of the audio if that makes sense i've got the power beats pro so when i'm out running or in the gym they hook over my ears and I get the nice pairing and all of that lot. I don't really care about the sound. And I've got the AirPods for around the house. So I, they don't feel like I'm going underwater with pressure in my ears and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, too, too, too expensive. I'm sure they're very good at what they do. And if you're into that sort of stuff and that's your bag, then yeah, you know, um, fair play to you. But it's probably not an area that I'm uh, going to jump on board with. No. Well, there was two reasons why I returned the AirPods Pro. And that was one. The first thing was after speaking or chewing, whatever, they would just fall out. They would just work their way out. Snap. And secondly, I've got so used to 
having the cable that connects the two sides of like uh, the OnePlus uh, wireless bullets or even the Beats X, you know, the sort of style where you have the two little buds that go in, but then you have like this little necklace that connects the two together uh, and you can just like wear them around your neck. And the utility of just being able to wear them around your neck, uh, I find, I'd, I'd probably look an idiot with wearing these headphones the whole time, but I just, you know, nine times out of 10 during the day, I've got these uh, um, headphones just round my neck. And so I can pluck them out and they link together if they're the, actually both the Beats and the um, OnePlus, they sort of magnetize together. So you've got like a little double pod medallion uh, hanging between your, uh, hanging round your neck. And so that I find is is actually really convenient. Having to take the AirPods Pro out and find the box for them, put them in the box, you know, charge that box, etc., was just a little bit too much faff, really. Uh, I didn't want to use up valuable pocket space for that. So that's why I like the um, round the uh, round the neck style of uh, buds. And um, my OnePlus Bullets Wireless, which I've had for a couple of years now because I got them as soon as they first came out, um, have finally died. So mm. the thing that took them out uh, was, you know, the little control pad that you get on these um, headphones, which do up, down on the volume and start, stop. You know, they've got probably got a mic uh, integrated, etc. You know, those little control panels. Yeah, yeah. So the rubber on the OnePlus Bullets Wireless had kind of started to perish and go wrong. Um which is a little bit early. Normally this sort of thing doesn't happen within two years, but maybe because it's been weathered quite a lot, you know, and uh, always being exposed and always getting pushed and munged and everything. But um, they started, the, the the rubbery bit essentially kind of started to fall out of that control panel, making it really, really difficult to um, to use. So I ended up getting in the latest Bullets Wireless from OnePlus, which is the OnePlus Bullets Wireless Z or Z. And they are, from what I can see and from the pricing, they're a little bit of a downgrade from the Bullets Wireless 1, which I had, and even the Bullets Wireless 2, which they released, I think, a year later with some improvements. Um, So I'm using those and, okay, I don't tend to use them for massive hi-fi listening, so they sound okay. Uh, I can't really tell the difference, uh, but they don't have the little winglet things coming off them that sort of wedge into the ear which i've finally um found actually quite useful on the uh one plus bullets wireless one um but yeah i thought that was interesting that i had a piece of tech there that i'd used so much over a couple of years that it's kind of used them out and it just made me think <laughs> of all the the bits of tech that we have that generally we move on or we've been before there natural life cycles over and it feels a little bit wasteful sometimes and the products which we actually use all the way up to the end of their life or we use for a full lifetime and find that they're able to be sold on and used on for another lifetime and i think one good example of that is the uh, mac mini now so obviously i'm selling the intel mac mini now that i've got the new one but there's still a market for these uh, mac minis out there so i've no doubt that someone's going to pick this up and make use of it and take it forward and use it nice little home server nice little home server yeah i mean it still has uh still has a couple of advantages uh over the um the arm one notably it's easy to upgrade the discs and the ram but uh 
yeah, there's little touches like it has uh, an optical out in the uh, headphone output, which the new one doesn't. There's you know, little touches on it. I was thinking today, I was looking at this MacBook Pro, this 16-inch, and uh, I've had it since May. May. That's, uh, it must be a new record. How many months is that? May, June, July, August, September, October, November, seven months. Seven months. I think a laptop's supposed to give you a little bit more than seven months service, isn't it? No, but for me, seven months with the same laptop, it's, we're, we're practically married now. That's okay, it. It's yeah, going, that's it's good. going no, it's going nowhere. Um, I have thought over the last few months, get rid of the 16 inch, get myself an ISM one air 16 gig. But by the time you spec it up with Apple care and this and that, and it gets expensive. It gets, you know, the best part 1500 pounds. And I wouldn't get 1500 pounds for this 16 inch now, but it is worth that, especially to me, because I paid a lot more money. Yeah. So I wouldn't get what I believe it would be worth. So I think we're going to grow old together, James. I really do. This is a lovely story. Yeah, well, it is. We're, we're Apple Care Plus up till 2023. So any problems, you know, I can take it in, get a nice shiny fix on it. It still runs Catalina, which I infinitely prefer to Big Sur. Um, it's got a nice big screen. It does everything I want it to do. And I can control the fans and battery and all that sort of stuff. We, we have a sense of harmony among us. And yeah, I think we're going to grow old together. I think we're going to be having this conversation in two years time. And I'm going to st- still be a holdout and hopefully not telling you that they're going to, you know, lose support for the Intel Max, which I don't think they will. But I don't think I'll probably move it from Catalina, to be fair. I'm very no. much of the, if it works and it does its job, then t- don't touch it. Why Why should I touch it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can see why security, all that sort of good stuff, new features. But generally, uh, it's like if you've got a machine in a, office environment or production environment it's there to do a job it does it you don't mess and uh yeah it's i don't know the good thing about uh the max is that they continue to get security updates even if uh you keep them on um the older major version don't they so you should get security updates for a couple of years on uh, catalina yeah so it's always the current version plus two years so at the moment the last one is mojave that's supported uh, so Big Sur, obviously, and Catalina Mojave. Next year, obviously, it'll be the latest. Big Sur, then Catalina, and then it will drop off the year after that. So what, what's that? Catalina, it's, it's three years, isn't it? So it's two years when it's not the latest and greatest, and then one year when it is the latest. So you get three years. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, which ties in with the three years of Apple Care protection. Um, and it's not unknown for them to release out of cycle updates if there's something major that's that comes along and if you yeah. think about it that's that's me staying on catalina if i was to go to the latest one i'd get three more years from there wouldn't i oh yeah i'd expect so I, I can't see them dropping intel support in the operating system for you know five years or so yeah so theoretically you probably got a good five or seven years haven't you? By the time it slips all the way back from the latest. So you have, you have effectively three years from the last version of the operating system that supports. So if you get another two years or three years OS updates, you've then got three years on from that. So you've got six years. I think if you were carrying around a 2013 MacBook Pro now, it would be fairly clunky. It would not be the fastest, but it'd be perfectly usable. Hmm. Yeah. 
No, we we we're we're getting on lovely. You know, it's out of the baby phase. It's into more of uh, we do things together. It's got a few stickers on from the trips that we've been on together, from oh, the lovely. memories we've shared, and uh, yeah, we're 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 settling in. That relationship may be tested in the spring. We'll see when the uh, sexy new model is on the scene whether you can be tempted or not. My lustfulness for the new chip to play with is taken care of by the uh, by the Mac Mini. That's true. Know, so. That's true. Which does effectively the same as what I've got here. So, you know, I agree. Once they do something like maybe change the screens to the mini LED or have a redesign, I might, you know, it might be a question of, "Mm, that's nice. Um, Yeah, potentially. But I have simple computing needs, I think. And we're settling in for the long haul, I think. This is good. There's one thing that I noticed, um, a good thing that's come from 2020. So obviously we know the bad things that have come from it. But in using my Pixel 5 in and around Reading, I've noticed a few pockets of 5G crop up, Mm. mostly around the University of Reading. And I guess this is old news for a lot of people who've uh, had 5G quite a lot, but it's not been uh, very common for me. I suppose I've only had a 5G phone in a little while. Um, But yeah, I've had my first few uh, speed tests on it. And um, I think... Roughly what it seems to me is that 5G is giving us kind of a pretty good 100 megabit a second in most areas that have it. And then if you're in a particularly strong 5G area, so I was uh, down near the Oracle in Reading and um, on EE 5G, I was getting like 500 megabits or over 500 megabits, which is uh, absolutely plenty, isn't it? Um, Yeah. But it does seem to be once you're in that 5G zone, even if it's not hugely strong, it seems like it's getting 100 megabit pretty easily. So I don't know. I think that's uh, I think if that's the future of 5G, then I'm perfectly happy with it. What's your 5G experience like, Dave? I haven't experienced any yet, James, to be perfectly honest. I've got the kit, uh, but I'm very much I'm nowhere near a 5G area, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I don't really travel for work at the moment, so there's n- no chance of me travelling in and out of one. So I haven't... Have you got a 5G tariff? I haven't, no. But but again, I could have a 5G tariff. I could easily give them a call, and I'm, I'm sure they could just knock it up a, a notch or down a notch, but there's no point. I'm not in the 5G area. I would like to experience it, and I believe the iPhone 12 does have 5G. Uh, although, actually, with dual sim in there it doesn't support it does it that's a feature that's coming apparently uh, interesting it's only with a single sim at the moment that you can have 5g with dual sim it's 4g max but they did say at the launch that that will come down the line within a software update um and i do use two sims in it so i don't think i'd get it anyway but no i've not really experienced it um 4g does enough for me really to be honest what what i can see the benefits I can see how it'll help us. I can see how it pushes technology on. But for me at this moment in time, it's not really, you know, it's not like the days when three first came, three came out and you used to get your big NEC video phone with your swivel camera on the top and you used to go in and get one and make video calls to your pal at 50p a minute. I'm not that excited <laughs> as I used to no, be. No, I think uh, back when we had um, 3G, I think we sort of said, uh, you know, if only we could get a sustained 10 megabit you know, that's all we'd really need. And, you know, 3G is perfectly capable of delivering that, you know. Yeah. 
Um, it, it, it is now. It wasn't at the time, though, was it? And where did we go from? We went from GPRS to 3G. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, as it was fading out, uh, 3G was easily get giving you 10 meg. Wasn't was that ten? Was that three G or was it what? What is it? HSDPA or H? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That that was a different variant, wasn't it? I think three G three G in the early days was like one, two, sure. three meg. Yeah, um, but it certainly got there. I see what you mean. It it did get there. It did. It just took a long time, didn't it, with three G? So we had that. Uh, the the best speed that you could get was the um, what they build as like forty two megabit, which was. Uh, I think some carrier aggregation on the um, HSPA plus, and you know, I occasionally did get like over thirty on three uh, G when I was uh, doing my regular speed tests, which you know, <laughs> which you've been doing over the years. <laughs> yeah, got to keep track of these things, haven't you? <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, even it's it's good to see five uh, G c- uh, coming in. But even now, I think I'm hard pressed to think of a use where I'd need more than ten megabit at any one time when I'm out and about. Because even if you're streaming video, not much video is uh, going to be over 10 megabit if it's going into your uh, into your mobile or even if you went into your laptop to view something in uh, HD or uh, HDR. You might only then might you really be, you know, knocking at the door of 10 megabit on mobile, I would have thought. I think 4K really pushes it because I, I sometimes notice streaming 4K uh, from the house internet and that's what 60 meg I've got, which is poor compared to the half a gig I used to have. Um, but that would push it. But I, I can see a use for it, you know, the redesigned MacBook Pro three da- years down the line with inbuilt 5G radio into the ARM chip. And the, so you've always, you're always on with, and you just use virtual SIM cards in there like we do, sorry, eSIMs like we do on the iPhone. And you've got a permanent 5G connection for streaming 4K video. And I, I can see it. I can see it's, uh, I can see its uses. Um, I think we're just a little bit off at the moment. I think towards the end of the 2020s, definitely. I tell you what, I tell you what, I would be very surprised if they didn't start putting uh, 5G modems into MacBooks next year. They'd be stupid not to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you, you just implement it onto the chip, don't they? You know, um, it's probably, I don't know, it's already in, isn't it already in the A14, isn't it, as part of the, the chip? I don't think, or is it still a separate radio? Isn't it? Well, if you think of Qualcomm with the 888, they've gone and now integrated the 5G radios into the actual chip itself, whereas it was external before. I think the only, um, it only went external briefly whilst they had the early 5G chips. I think, yeah, um, 4G, it's all been uh, built into the chip, and uh, now going forwards with 5G, it'll all be built into the chip. So uh, I imagine that, uh, well, with Apple, I guess they've got their external Qualcomm modems for the time being whilst they try and yeah. crank 5G modems themselves but um so that may or maybe that might complicate things a little bit for the ARM Max then maybe we've got to wait for um until Apple is integrating uh, their own 5G modems into their chips before we get to 5G Max so yeah actually maybe you're right maybe a couple of years is more accurate for uh, getting cellular into these Macs yeah i if you if you saw the Windows machines using like a variation of the Snapdragon treble eight with their integrated radios, but they just don't use it, do they? That's a mobile chip. Again, there's no reason why they can't. Yeah, they've got their Windows equivalent. Um, it's, which the name uh, eludes me, but uh, I don't think that it's much great shakes. Those uh, Windows ARM chips at the moment. Hopefully, uh, 
the fire's been uh, lit underneath them by the M1 chip and Qualcomm will, uh, you know, put a little bit of effort in to uh, try and get a competitive uh, ARM chip for the uh, desktops and the laptops. All right, Dave, I think that's probably uh, enough for today. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas, James, if I don't speak to you beforehand. Have yeah. a very festive Yuletide or whatever they like to say. And and the same for, to, to our listeners. Yes, Merry Christmas, listeners. Yes, all two of them. Merry Christmas. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say listener, <laughs> but I thought I'd bump it up. <laughs> Make us sound more popular than what we are. Exactly. Anyway, anyway it's been nice chatting, James. And uh, like I said, I wish you a Merry Christmas and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Yep. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Dave. Catch up soon. Bye bye. See you later. Bye.